Hello and welcome to the Daily Booktopian for Wednesday, June 3. I'm Mark Harding, Content and Brand Manager for Booktopia, and this is a podcast about reading in the time of isolation and social distancing. Joining me today, Category Manager for Kids and YA Books, Sarah McGilling. Hi, Sarah. Hi. And Category Manager for Lifestyle Books, Shanu Prasad. Hi, Shanu. Hi. Uh, so let's get right into it, guys. Um, Sarah, what have you brought for us today? So today I'm going to talk about a book. It, it actually was published last year, but I didn't read it until just recently. Um, it's called. It's by Sarah Dessen, and it's called The Rest of the Story. And uh, Sarah Dessen is one of my, like, um, favourite YA contemporary writers. Um, my from, my yeah, from, like, my way back. Right. So, like, I think I I don't even know when I started reading her. Like, I was much younger. I was a much younger Sarah. <laughs> and, um, and I just, I loved her books. And then, you know, you lose track of an author sometimes. And um, I think she had a couple published that I just didn't notice. And then um, I've sort of been catching up on her, on her backlist. And this one uh, is, like, just it just reminded me of why I fell in love with Sarah Dessen um, in my younger years. She's just so good. Like, I mean, she's an international best-selling author. People know she's good, but I needed reminding. <laughs> and um, and this book, the rest of the story, really did that for me. It's just, I mean, okay, I'll I'll lay out a, a little bit of the plot. It's um, it's about a girl called uh, Emma. Her name's Emma Sailor. Um, she has two first names, Emma Saylor, and she had a mother who, before this book even begins, had um, passed away tragically and has been raised by her dad, who's recently remarried. And due to a set of circumstances, uh, she has was planning to stay with a friend while her dad was on his honeymoon, and that falls through, and she kind of has nowhere to go. And so the dad decides to reach out to the the deceased mother's family who they have completely lost touch with so this is a a real sort of coming of age self-discovery book about um, a teenage girl who goes and sort of reconnects with this other side of her family she hasn't been there since she was four years old and you know she learns a lot about her mother and she makes some new friends and she sort of gets her mother always called her Sailor and her dad always called her Emma. So she just kind of gets in touch with her Sailor side. Um, and it's a beautiful story. And it's also set in a really cool little town that I hope, I really hope, Sarah Dessen has a, a way of um, creating these places and then she revisits the places with different characters. And this is the first book of hers I've read set in um, this place called North Lake. Or, or Lake North. I'll explain that in a second. <laughs> but um, I hope she writes more uh, in this town because it's a great setting for a book. The whole idea of the town is that it was a, a lake town called um, Lake North. And then on the other side of the lake, they've built a big resort. And in order to attract like rich people to stay at this resort, they flipped the name around and called it... Um, so they called the resort side... Uh, North Lake North and the town is called North Lake and so there's a big divide between the Lake North and the North Lake people they don't really intermingle that much Um, and it's really strange for the people the locals who live in the town because you know come holiday season it just gets flooded with all these out-of-towners and 
it's just a very rich setting uh, to have for a, one of these books, especially because the main character kind of straddles both sides of the lake. She, um, her mother came from the townie side and she has childhood memories of, of being on that side. But her dad is wealthy and now stays on the resort side. So she has a foot in both camps and it just makes it really interesting to see her react with kids from both sides of the lake. And it's just classic Sarah Dessen. It's full of rich emotion and um, wonderful sort of characters and it's heartwarming and amazing. You kind of wish that it would be um, adapted as a Netflix show and I couldn't recommend it enough. If you've never read a Sarah Dessen, you could easily start with this one and if you have read some in the past and maybe, you know, haven't for a while, this will get you right back in. She's uh, just one of my favourite authors. I'm really happy to, to hear that, Sarah, because the last couple of books that she had done before this, I think she had set them up. I think they, I think she'd stayed in her beachside town a little bit too long. And I think <laughs> characters, because as you said, one of the best things is how she makes this place seem so real because she writes multiple novels where the characters are very different, but they you know, they interact with another character that was a minor character in one book and is the major character in the next book, and that's a, re a really good thing. But um, I think I think she got bogged down a little bit in that little seaside town, so I'm glad that she's found another another small another town where she can like start this kind of maybe. Yes, yeah, she's had a few that I just didn't, for whatever reason, didn't connect with. I I remember really liking Saint Anything, and then I kind of lost touch. And she published a few, and I and for whatever reason, they just didn't speak to me. This one feels like vintage Sarah Dessen and it yeah. kind of makes me want to go back and reread everything. Great. Well, that works really well because the book that I um, that I read last week that I just loved so much um, is, uh, funnily enough, on the on the Booktopia page about, um, you know, industry reviews. They've got a review for um, one of her previous books which says, Will Short from BuzzFeed says, will surely appeal to fans of Sarah Dessen. <laughs> so, um <laughs> It seems, it seems that I have, uh, you know, a type of uh, book that I like to read, which is about, you know, smart, articulate young adults um, at the cusp of, you know, leaving school who have to discover who they are and who they and what what um, who they are and what their um, and what family means to them and what their yeah. what they want to do with their future, you know, all that all futures, all that kind of stuff. Um, so the book that I read is um, is their latest book. It's called Time of Our Lives. It's written by two authors. Um, Austin uh, Sigmund Broker and Emily Wibbley, who have the most adorable story because they met in high school and are still together. And uh, he went to Harvard, she went to Princeton, he studied oh. Shakespeare. Um, he's now apparently at UCLA Law, or he was when, when, the, uh, when the author bio was written. Um, and, um, they're, um, and she's written some books on her own and they have written three books together. I have read all of them and I have loved all of them. And the first one that they wrote together um, called uh, Always Never Yours, I have read like three or four times just because it's just such a great story because the characters aren't um, perfect and they're not saying they're perfect. In fact, the second book um, they wrote, if I'm being honest, the character is actually quite unlikable. And when if you look at the cover, you would think the book was um, going to be about like something other than what it is. Um, and so they've done a they've done a really good um, they've done a really good job of, uh, of on that second book. But the book that I read this weekend, um, or last week, was Time of Our Lives, which was um, 
told from the point of view of two characters. Um, one of them is, um, his name is Fitz Holton. He's a skinny redhead <laughs> who, um, when, it, when the book starts, he's, uh, his, his mum is trying to force him to go on this college tour with his brother. His, I, I say he's strange, but his brother left the college like four years earlier and he doesn't really see him. He feels like the brother doesn't really care about the family anymore, that the brother's just too into college life and, you know, isn't doesn't you know doesn't want to come home and wants to go to New York for um you know for you know for his career and doesn't doesn't care about the family anymore which is um his parents are divorced so it's just him and his mum living at home um and he he doesn't he he doesn't want to go on a college tour because he knows that he only wants to go to the local college which is where his mum teaches and at first you don't know why that is but um, I'm going to tell you why because it makes a lot more sense for the rest of the book plus also in the blurb it tells you I just didn't read the blurb before I read the book but um, basically his mum um has been diagnosed with a gene um, for early um, early onset Alzheimer's, which her mum had, and her mum died of when she was 55. And so he doesn't want to leave. Um, he doesn't want to leave her because he wants to be there because you know she doesn't have anyone else to look after her to look after her um, when you know when when the symptoms start happening to her. So that's why he wants to stay home, and he's really angry at his brother because he feels like. He has taken on all the responsibility. His brother has just gone whatever and doesn't care anymore. As you know, this is a young adult novel, so I'm sh so we we know that that's not going to be as straightforward as that. Um, and it's actually really interesting. Um, the the storyline with his brother is actually one of the really good subplots in the book. Um, more interesting as well because you find out they're both adopted. Um, they'll because the mum didn't want to have biological children because she didn't want to pass on the gene. And his older brother. So this this main this main character is like a skinny redhead. And um, his older brother is actually was actually adopted from India, so he's Indian background, but not Indian in the in the sense of raised by white people. And um, uh, you know, has gone to people get this give this like reaction when they see them together. But um, the the older brother is like is like a not a player, but he's like he's doing well at college. But things aren't as easy for him either, and he, you know that comes out in the that comes out later on in the book. Um, and then the other main character is uh, Juniper Ramirez, who has a diff completely different kind of life. That her her whole life is family. So she has five younger brothers and sisters. She has um, they live in um, in the uh, place where like in the actual house that her dad had grown up. They've moved away to New York when she. Um, the dad had moved away to New York and hadn't seen his family for a while. And when they were, when she was seven, they'd moved back to the um, uh, to the to the family house to look after the um, the grandmother who passed away. Um, and then there's an aunt, the grandmother's sister, who lives in the house as well. So it's like this big this big boisterous family. And she's the oldest child, so she kind of gets um, feels like she's put upon a little bit to look after the younger children and kind of help out a lot um, with them. And she, all she wants is just to go away to the furthest away college she can find to really find herself and find out who she is without the pressure of kind of family um, sort of, you know, imposing on her. So these two go off on completely separate college trips. She goes off on the college trip with her year-long boyfriend um, and then they meet and um, at the first kind of college intro section uh, that they, you know, that they have, that they, they do these weird college tours in America that we just don't have here. Um, and, um, you know, it's, and it's such a, it's such a, it's such a book that wouldn't, couldn't really happen in Australia because we don't really think about going away to college. We just go, okay, we're going to uni. Uh, what's, the, what's, you know, what's the uni that's got the course that I want that's close to us. So it's such like a, a foreign concept to be, 
even like talking about doing a tour of like colleges, you know, across the country. And it's just such a great story about how they um, how they meet and how they're they're not at all what you would expect to be attracted to each other. Um, and uh, it, it just it's just I can't even really I can't describe this book very well. I'm just doing a terrible job because it was just such a bittersweet, beautiful book, and the writing is just so wonderful, and you just feel emotions when you're reading it, and um, the perspectives from each of them work really well. Um, and you can see how the book, um, and I think the ending of the book is the right ending. don't know that it will make everyone, you know, very happy. Is it not a traditional happy ending? It's not a, it's, it's a, it's really a book that is, yeah, it's, I mean, no, it's not a traditional happy ending. It's a realistic happy ending, which leaves you thinking about what could be in the future. And then if you know what happens to the real life authors, then you can, then you can, then you can go, well, that can really, can really happen in real life. Well, you've made me want to read it. <laughs> I really want to read it. I, I honestly, when you started off saying will appeal to fans of Sarah Dessen, I was in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's really, I mean, but it's like an early, early Sarah Dessen where it was really like complex, um, you know, family relationships and complex, um, you know, finding things out about that people aren't exactly who you think they might be. And, and you know, and having relationships like, um, the uh, Juniper's relationship with her boyfriend. Their relationship is great. They're not. They don't like. He's a wonderful person. He's a completely great person. But they realize they don't want the same things out of their lives. And then, and she doesn't just like jump into this relationship. She doesn't cheat on on her boyfriend. And she doesn't just jump into this relationship with this other guy. It's not about that. It's about um, really uh, making connections with people. And those connections might be forever. They might be for a short time, but it's about how you change from how you meet other people and what you experience and what other people can teach you about their experience. So I think that's what was um, so wonderful about it. And I cannot wait for their next book. This book was published in April, so it's been out for a couple of months, and it makes me worry that there won't be another book for a little while because, you know, time to write books. But um, um, I, I could just go back. I actually think I'll go back and probably read the second book again um, I've only read that one once. But, uh, yeah, I would definitely recommend reading um, all of their books. I will. Yeah, you, you've got me. <laughs> That's fantastic. Thanks so much for that, guys. Um, it's time to go on our podcast where we shout out to an Australian author. Uh, Sarah, who are we shouting out to today? Today we're shouting out to the always amazing and ever fantastic Will Kostakis, who we love at Booktopia. Yay. Um, will... Kasakis is the author of many, many amazing books. Um, I the first book I read of his is Sidekicks, um, which is just one of my favorite lovers by A reads. I then went and read his first book, I think, or one of his earlier books, The First Third. Um, oh, also yeah. amazing. Yeah. And he more recently, oh, if you have not ever read the Love Was YA anthology, Begin and Begin. Well, Kasakis's short story in that is fantastic. I mean, that's a fantastic collection as it is. Like pretty much every story in there is great. But um, with with Will's contribution, it was kind of interesting because he was known for writing these YA contemporary books, and then he came out with this short story with like a bit of a sci-fi element, which was kind of really different for him at the time, and made me think, God, I wish he would write more sci-fi. And then he did with um, the sci-fi fantasy sort of thing uh with his book 
Monuments. The sequel uh, to which is coming out um, in August 25th. I can't wait for this. It's called Rebel Gods. And I believe, unless I'm mistaken, that this is a duology, so it's going to finish off the story. Um, yes, I can finally read Monuments then. I've been waiting. Yeah. <laughs> Monuments is so good. <laughs> Monuments is amazing. I, I'm really, I'm very keen for Rebel Gods. And so after that little love letter to Wilkosakis, that's who we're shouting out to. Fantastic. <laughs> thank you so much for that. And uh, thank you both for joining us today. And thank you to everyone who tuned in to listen. Uh, you can listen to all of our episodes for free right now on SoundCloud and iTunes. And we'll be back at the same time tomorrow with another episode of The Daily Booktopian. Until then, keep reading and please stay safe. Thank you for listening to the Booktopia podcast channel. Don't forget, you can subscribe to us on SoundCloud and iTunes for free and get access to hundreds of author discussions, book analysis pieces, and more. Or, if your eyes need a workout, head to Booktopia TV on YouTube. Don't forget, for all books featured in this podcast, and for access to a whole bunch of other fun content on our blog, head to Booktopia, Australia's local bookstore, at booktopia.com.au.